let's start with McKesson, ticker MCK. Again, this got through our screen, so it's, you know, an above average performer on margin and sales growth or whatever I just said, I forget already. Um, and they have an above average um, margin. I guess I'm repeating myself. What these guys do is they are pharmaceutical distributors. So, um, you know, the uh, unit demand for pharmaceuticals is going up with population, maybe a little more than that um, because of the, you know, demographics of the population. And they simply uh, have warehouses with billions and billions of dollars of product. And um, I had the fortune, you know, many years ago to tour some of these facilities. And it's amazing. It's all automated. They do order checking by weight. Stuff conveyors take them right onto trucks that are going to hospitals, doctor's offices, and uh, in some cases, drugstores and things like that. McKesson, I believe, is the largest in the business. There's a few others around, uh, such as uh, Cardinal Health, which is a great company, Amerisource, Bergen, uh, and Owens and & Minor. And I think those are the primary distributors. This has been an industry with a lot of roll-ups the last 15 years. Um, the thing I like about this, because it's not the momentum, uh, is just simply what a great company this is. They're putting up um, upper teens, low 20s return on equity. Uh, they have returns on assets in the you know, mid-single digits, but their sales turns are nearly four times, a asset turns, sales to assets, and that's a result of these giant warehouses. Now, here's something interesting about these companies. You say, well, Val, they're, uh, they're, they're putting up an EBIT margin of, you know, 2%. Right. How good is that? And a gross margin of 5%. I mean, that doesn't seem good. Okay, right. But here's the thing about these companies. They take giant, uh, you know, orders of drugs coming in on giant pallets. They don't even unpack them sometimes. And then they just turn and send them off to hospitals and things like that. Well, at the moment they take ownership of that, that's hitting sales because they, they buy it as cost of goods and then they sell it. But they really are in a markup model, and they're really a service company, just a logistics company moving these things. So if I buy $100 worth of pharmaceuticals and then I sell that for 105 that means my margin's 5%, my gross margin. But the truth is, the way I look at it as a service company, they earned 5 bucks, and they made a $2 margin on that. So as a service company, they're actually putting up a 40% margin on the first revenue they get, which is they get gross income because the other stuff is just a pass-through. And so... Uh, when you look at it as a service company, these guys are remarkably efficient. They put up uh, a great uh, return, and it's because of their asset turns. And then aside from all that, I'm looking at the valuation. Eight times EBITDA, and when I look at you know, enterprise value to EBITDA, I'm really looking at a cash flow yield. So one over eight, 12.5%. To me, that's a 12.5% cash on cash return if we got all our buddies to buy the company. And then you get some growth. So you're going to get population growth in the ages that use medicine. So that's in the older ages. Uh, population growth there, I think, is higher than in the younger ages because you've got longevity 
uh, increases going on as people are aging. So they actually have a, a bigger growth, and people are living longer. And, you know, it's, it's a unit-based business. So while uh, drug prices go down because of patent expiration, so there's a whole bunch of drugs that are going to go off patent. They're going to get 80% cheaper. That should increase their demand. Uh, aside from the demographic increases. And so I think you've got that wind at your back. And it's eight times EBITDA. I'm going to give this thing, uh, it doesn't grow a lot, but on EBIT they've been growing, you know, 15%. I don't think that's sustainable. So I'm just going to give them five. But that means my total return, cash on cash, 12 and a half, growth of five, I'm at 17. The long treasury is at two. To me, that's a buy mo, so I like it. McKesson. Yeah, I like, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I just noticed something as I was reading through. Um, you notice on, the, uh, on these uh, charts that we print out, and uh, this is from FactSet. Yeah. It's very rare because you're a value player, and um, so you have a big influence on the names we pick. It's very rare uh, for us to come up with average rating from FactSet of overweight. Very, very rare. Yeah, that's right. Do you know that not only is this McKesson rated uh, an overweight, so are our other two candidates. I think yeah. we've had – I always look at that, just like, what are these guys saying? Do they like it? Not that I let that color what we think. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I, I tend to be a little more contrarian than this, but uh, these things look attractively priced well, even with the, the It's interesting because we rarely – I mean, I think we've had two, two times in the last year and a half that we've had a stock that – we were sort of saying, hey, this is interesting. Let's look at it. And it's had an overweight rating. Tonight, we're at a trifecta. What does that tell you about uh, ratings, though? A little momentum. Maybe, maybe it tells you we're getting better. <laughs> no, I mean, I think Wall Street, you know, again, the main thing, if you're a Wall Street analyst, and Mo and I have had many years of this, the main thing is, because it's really a great job, pays pretty well, the main thing is don't get fired, whatever you do. That's I mean, right. you cannot do that. So no one has an incentive, or few people do, to really stick their neck out and have a contrarian call. And so analysts tend to kind of bunch up with ratings. This one, because it's going well, all the things I just said, it's an easy one to rate a buy. And if the stock doesn't go your way, you kind of have an excuse. It's like, Look, look at that chart. Look how good everything is. So momentum stocks are oftentimes a momentum good place. Momentum are often a good place for analysts to hide around bonus time uh, because you're not really sticking your neck out. And so this type of chart, I think, you know, I, I, that, that's something I actually don't like about the stock is you got 16 analysts. They're all overweight. I don't think all of them are overweight. Well, Actually, I know two of them, and they're, they're, they pretty look pretty shape, normal. Yeah. So, but, I mean, know. it's overweight. So if these guys turn, so here's the thing. One bad quarter, again, these guys are all going to line up like lemmings, you know. I mean, there'll be a few, you know, gutsy analysts who kind of have some swagger at the conferences, right? You know what I'm talking about. You don't mean it's Paul like, Lemming, do you? Yeah, no. Do you know Paul? I no, do know. I don't mean Paul. That they didn't but, mean that kind of a lemming. No, the, the lemmings that jump off oh, together. The animals. Yeah, the animal lemmings. Sorry, yeah. yeah, and so I think that that's my biggest negative on this is simply that it's overweight. But on the other hand, as a value guy, what I'm going to have to be careful of in this one 
is I think it has some good room to move. There's some really strong fundamentals. It's low risk. That's what I like about it. And I'm just going to have to be careful to not let that valuation get too high. So it's at eight times EBITDA. In the last five years, it's been at 11 times. I think the fundamentals right now could get people excited enough to bring it back to those old levels. And I just want to, I'm going to punch that into my database and I'm going to sell it when it gets to the high end of the enterprise value to EBITDA range. Unless that happens because earnings have collapsed. You know how that can happen. Yeah. Earnings go down, the stock doesn't, the multiple goes up. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about continuing earnings gains, the multiple gets out of hand because of enthusiasm. I'd sell it. i got to be disciplined on it. All right.